0: It was a further twenty years after I last saw Olivia and Melissa Hunter when I was awoken by the sound of the doorbell of my cottage ringing. I was seventy-six years old at this point, and to be honest the thought of Olivia Hunter was now a distant memory, or like a dream, because essentially that was all she had ever been to me, because the only time that I ever seen or met Olivia was in my dreams. So to me, that is what she might as well just have been, a dream. Over the years, I had hoped that Olivia had been more than just a dream. I hoped and prayed many times that Olivia and I could be more to each other in so many ways. However, over the years, I had honestly come to the terms with the reality that Olivia and I were not meant to be. I found Olivia online every time I searched for her, but any and every time I wanted to follow her or befriend her or to send her a message, I always hesitated. Why? Because every time I found out something else about Olivia I became upset. On top of all the other things that already made me upset, the fact that Olivia had a child and also the fact that Olivia was married, seemingly to the author Vega. And every time that I felt upset, or more accurately, jealous, I also felt guilty at the same time. I never married. I never had children. I lived alone, and after spending 30 years as a high school science teacher, I retired and bought a little one-bedroom cottage in the English countryside. And it was at 11 o'clock in the morning, on September 23rd, that I was awoken from my slumber to the sound of my doorbell ringing. I knew there could only be one of two people. Either Anton, the postman, with a package for me to sign for. No doubt another scientific publication that I was subscribed to, which didn't need to be signed for, but Anton made me sign for every time because he liked talking to me. The other alternative caller at this hour could only have been my next door neighbour Philip, who periodically dropped by to see if I wanted to have a coffee, which he did almost every Wednesday without fail. But today wasn't Wednesday, it was Friday. So I immediately discounted the possibility that my mystery caller was Philip. But one thing about life that I had never given up my love of was the fact that anything was possible. And also, that anything could happen did happen. At least, in a parallel universe, everything does anyway. In a parallel universe, I had even once considered the possibility, the likelihood, and the reality that Olivia and I were a couple. However, The last time that I had thought about such a what-if scenario was years ago, and seemingly in another life, at least that is how it felt to me. Whomever it was who was calling me at this early hour, I knew that I had to answer the door to, because to not do so would be rude, which was something that I could not be and never had been, however others had been that way towards me. But the most wonderful thing about me, at least what I have been told by people who know me, was that I did not hold a grudge against anybody and I never could, because it was just not in my nature to do so. I'm coming! I'm coming! Keep your pants on! I said as I got close to the front door. If this is you, Philip, then you owe me an explanation or I will accept flowers or a Starbucks. I said jovially, and with a smile, as I reached the front door and then unlatched the lock. However, when I finally unlocked the front door and swung it open, I honestly could not believe who it was that I saw. The person who only seconds before I had seen and who had appeared as a ghostly image behind the frosted glass, because they were neither my neighbour Philip nor my postman Anton. I found myself looking into the eyes of someone whom I had come to believe had only been and most likely would always only be a dream. Hello Mary, said Olivia Hunter with a smile, the same Olivia Hunter whom I had first met in my dreams forty years before, and the same Olivia Hunter whom I had fallen head over heels in love with from the moment that I saw her in the dreamscape where we first met. But nevertheless, Here she was, the same Olivia Hunter, who looked the same she did in my dreams all those years ago. It was as if Olivia had not aged a day, which in fact she might not have done, physically at least. Oh my God. I... I... I can't believe... I can't believe it's you. It's... it's... it's really you, I said. Completely and utterly dumbfounded and in a state of disbelief at the reality of who was now standing face to face with me. It's me. It's really me, replied Olivia, with the same smile that I remembered her wearing the last time I saw her, as if it were yesterday. Would you care to come in? I asked with a smile. Of course I would, replied Olivia immediately. I smiled. And then I opened the front door of my cottage even wider, so that Olivia could enter unimpeded. I love your home. It reminds me of my home, actually. Well, the place I will always think of as home anyway, said Olivia with a smile, as she looked around the interior of my cottage. Really? It does? I'm glad, I replied with a smile, as I too looked around at my home. Please excuse the mess, I I don't get many visitors, and please excuse my attire. I I wasn't expecting anybody. Especially not well especially not you. I bet you weren't, replied Olivia with a smile, as she raised her eyebrows and looked joyfully at me. I um I apologise for not well for not getting in contact with you, I replied apologetically. You are apologising to me? Why? I would say that if anybody needs to apologise, it would be me. I am so sorry that it took me this long to find you. I attempted to find you via the dreamscape. At least I hoped to see you there whenever I visited. Of course, I did not know anything about you other than your name, so finding you in the real world was a challenge to say the least, explained Olivia as she looked into my eyes. I bet it was, I replied with a smile. I'm very much off the grid these days, as they say, but please, would you have a seat? I said as I gestured to my favourite armchair. Thank you, replied Olivia, as she sat down and continued to unwaveringly look up at me. I… I still can't believe you are here! I… I can't believe you found me! nor that you would choose to find me after all this time. I mean, I mean, it's not as if we knew each other well. I mean, I mean, I, I, I said, as I sat down on an armchair facing the one that Olivia was sat on. I, I know, replied Olivia with a smile as she raised her right hand. I also know that, that you cut yourself off from the wolf. Is that right? asked Olivia with what looked like a look of sadness in her eyes. I, I, yes, yes, you could say that, I replied regretfully. At least I tried my best to rid myself of them. I, I went to see someone who told me that they could silence the wolf in me And make it so that they would that I would no longer hear their call and I would no longer become them. And for twenty years now, I haven't, I explained, as tears started to well up in my eyes. Why? Why did you choose to do so? May I ask? asked Olivia, as she clasped her hands together out in front of her, and then leaned forwards until she was almost touching me. I I I just couldn't live with them. I couldn't live with myself anymore, I replied as tears fell from my eyes before I too leaned forwards towards Olivia. One night I am having a drink in a pub, you know, just minding my own business, waiting for the next full moon, when from out of nowhere this young woman dressed all in white comes up to me and starts talking to me. Now. This woman was beautiful. Not as beautiful as you, but she was beautiful. So at first I didn't actually realise that she wasn't in fact talking to me at all until until she touched the right hand side of my face and she said Yes, I'm talking to you, sweetie. Of course, I was flabbergasted that this beautiful young woman wanted to talk to an old woman like me, so naturally I'm nervous, and I don't know what to say. Anyway, to cut a long story short, this beautiful young woman is not exactly who she appears to be. She's... She's... Well, if I told you what she said she used to be, you probably wouldn't believe me. But she told me her name was... Godiva? Right? Olivia interjected, as she finished my sentence to my utter surprise. "'Yes, Godiva. Do you know her too?' I asked. "'I... I know of her. And I know of her reputation. And for what I do know about her, you got off easier than others have following a close encounter with her.' Olivia replied with what looked like a look of concern on her face. "'Really? I... I had no idea!' I replied with surprise. "'What do you mean?' I asked. Please, Mary, tell me what happened when, tell me what happened after you met her, asked Olivia, notably more sternly in her intonation. We, um, we, she and I went back to my place and we, we, we made love. And then, Before sunrise, she asked me if I wanted something. She said that she had to leave soon, but that she knew I needed something and that if she could help me in any way, nothing would make her happier than to do so. So then I started telling her about me. I told her about what I was, I told her about my mother, and then... I might have mentioned you? I might have told her about the dreamscape where we met, and then and then she told me that she could take the wolf away, or, or at least put them to sleep so that they would not bother me again. But she said that if she were to help me, then one day she may require something of me in return, but she didn't specify what they may be. I explained, as tears started to stream from my eyes and down the cheeks of my face. Olivia sat in silence as she looked at me and slowly extended both of her hands to take my hands in hers. I, I, I'm sorry, I said tearfully, no Mary, I'm the one who should be sorry, I I only wish that I had found you sooner before. before you made a deal with. well, with someone incredibly dangerous, said Olivia, as she too began to cry. What. what do you mean? I. I just figured that this Godiva was just some kind of hypnotist or something. someone who was able to hypnotize the wolf in me into hibernation or something, I explained nervously as I looked into Olivia's eyes. No. No, she did more than that, Mary. From what I have been told, she did more than put the wolf in you to sleep. She... she sent the wolf in all of us somewhere. Somewhere, I believe, they are now caged, explained Olivia, as she looked at me and was unable to stop the constant stream of tears from falling from her eyes. What? What? Are you saying that... Are you telling me that I, that the wolf, that the woman who I met has put the wolf within every werewolf to sleep? I can't believe this. I can't believe what you're telling me. This, this can't be. I, I, I replied in a state of disbelief because I was unable to comprehend what had happened nor the gravity of Olivia's words. Mary. The woman you met isn't just anybody. The beautiful young woman you met wasn't just a pretty face. No, she was. She was once an angel. She is an immensely powerful being, for all intents and purposes, a witch who seemingly lives in a well, from what I'm told, and who spends her time taking the souls of the innocent for her own pleasure. And when I say she is powerful, I mean she is very powerful. So much so that when she says she will do something, she does it, explained Olivia with tears in her eyes, but also with a look of anger on her face. Which leads me to the reason why I'm here, Mary, said Olivia, as she got up from the armchair that she had been sat on while talking to me. And then she turned around and looked down at me and she said, I... I want you to do something for me, I, I want you to go with me to somewhere called Wicker Cursewell, I want you to help me find this Godiva, and, and I want you to help me bring back the wolf in me, the wolf in you, the wolf in us, because both you and I, as well as everybody who has been blessed to have the wolf within us, needs them back. Will you do that for me? Please? I beg you, asked Olivia, as she pleaded with me to do as she asked, essentially to bring the wolf back from where it had been banished to. I was struggling to comprehend all that I had been told, and I was also struggling with the realisation of what I had done as a result of asking the mysterious woman in white whom I had met to help me rid myself of the wolf in me and also to forget about Olivia which I now realised had obviously had the adverse effect of causing the wolf to be silenced in countless other werewolves, including Olivia. I was genuinely shocked and saddened by what Olivia told me, and as I looked back at Olivia, and though I wanted to say something in reply, I didn't know what nor how to say it. After sitting in silence for an inestimable amount of time, in which Olivia and I simply stared at one another, I built up enough courage to stand up and look Olivia in the eye. I was noticeably nervous and at first I still did not know what I was going to say, however after looking longingly into Olivia's eyes once again, I finally made a decisive decision about what I wanted to say and what I wanted to do, and I said. "I." I will. Of course I will. You'll do what, Mary? asked Olivia. I will help you bring back the wolf in us, I replied with a smile, before I threw my arms around Olivia and I embraced her with a kiss on the lips that I am sure Olivia was not expecting.